welcome to another edition of the Paul's Body Engineering Podcast. Today we bring you episode number 62 and I've got two very special guests with me today. I've done a pre-recorded podcast via Zoom because unfortunately we're all in lockdown at the moment. Um, these two lovely ladies have recently undergone major surgery, um, both for different reasons, and I wanted to openly discuss with them how they um, overcame it. Um, obviously the surgery itself, the importance of their strength training to the surgery, and then also the, just the darker days because they both had to go through um, two to three week periods where they couldn't do any activity. And going from training five to six days a week uh, to nothing was obviously incredibly challenging, but they've both overcome that. Um, I think it just goes to show the importance of uh, mental strength through this period. So we'll get into that very, very shortly. But for now, if you're interested in any of my coaching services, please jump on my website, paulsbodyengineering.com. But for now, let's get on with the podcast. Okay, we're up and running. So welcome, Kelly. Welcome, Emily. Thank you very much for joining me this morning. Obviously, the point of uh, this podcast, I thought getting both of you on would be to discuss your recent surgeries and then post-surgery. Um, both of you have obviously had completely different surgeries, but post-surgery, you've had to basically do nothing for two-week periods before you could then do a limited level of activity and then progressively get back to where you were. But having come from... Uh, both from um, places of, you know, training intensely on weights for four to five days. I thought it'd be a great opportunity to discuss that being taken away and then obviously talk about your surgery and then post-surgery. So um, we'll start with the surgery itself and just get into the specifics so people are aware of what you had done. Uh, so, Emily, you are um, not as recent as Kel, so let's go back to your surgery. It was obviously related to your shoulder. Do you want to open with what it was, what the problem was, what you had done, and then we'll go into the post-surgery recovery and stuff, yeah? Yeah. Um, so mine was a shoulder um, stability, I guess, a re it wasn't a full reco, but it was, I guess, a recon in a way. Yeah. Um, so they had to um, put two anchors in the front of my shoulder and two anchors in the back of my shoulder um, to stop my shoulder from dislocating. Um, and then they went in and fixed three of the ligaments out of four that weren't where they were supposed to be. So with your um, shoulder uh, popping a lot, was it? Is that what the problem was? Like uh, it was dislocating so a lot or? It dislocated once when I was in the gym back in January. Okay. Um, and I just kept training and didn't really go get it looked at, <laughs> which I don't <laughs> advise for anyone. <laughs> um, As we don't do. learn from my mistakes. Um, so, <laughs> My shoulder was extremely unstable. I was in a shoulder brace for about six weeks and my surgeon was amazed how I didn't dislocate it as when I went in for my op, he could dislocate it with one finger. Oh, wow. Um, so he was amazed of how over six weeks I hadn't dislocated it again. Yep. Um, because the ligament that holds the ball under your shoulder was completely ripped off the bone. So there was nothing actually holding my shoulder where it should have been. Yeah, right. So went in for surgery, uh, in for, what was it, day surgery or a couple of days? Or no, what? I was there for 24 hours, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Yeah, 24 hours. Yeah. Um, was out the next day. And then you were out of action for, was it two weeks? You couldn't do anything for two weeks? Uh, I was back in the gym three weeks post-op. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But you could only do lower body, you couldn't do upper. And Correct. could you go – so? With that three week after that three week period, could you 
go straight into like lifting heavy as much as you want or did you have to ease yourself back into it? What was the direction there? Um, ease yourself back into it. Obviously, yes, you're not using your shoulder um, when you are training weights, but obviously the weight that we train at, um, yeah. you still have to, when you do leg extensions, you still got to hold your bum in, which I couldn't do obviously because I was still in a sling. Yep. Um, the same with the leg press, like everything. I think you don't realize how much you do use your both of your arms when you are training legs to lock mm. yourself in with the amount of weight that you lift. Absolutely. Um, and even you, as a coach, like when you gave me my new training program, you like we couldn't, like I couldn't leg press properly because my sling was in my way. Yep. I couldn't do kickbacks because I couldn't p- press my chest against the machine. It was just everything that we didn't think about. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, that was definitely a challenge, not only for me, but obviously you trying to write a program for Yeah, I learned a lot on how to program around that, that's for sure. <laughs> um, talk to me briefly about, I think you made a comment about the surgeon giving you um, some really positive feedback about the fact that you were so um, strong in terms of your physique that your recovery and the operation was quite effective or something along those lines. Did, is, that, is that correct? Yeah, so I've actually missed two check-in points that I should have had with my surgeon um, just from base of the fact of he can obviously see that I'm motivated. He can see that I want in, I want back to a normal life yep. or not a normal life, but I want to go back to normal training. Yep. Um, so yeah. I've, I haven't had um, the 18 week mark that I was meant to have and the one before that either. Um, so we have been checking in obviously, but not as regularly for the fact of with the physio that I have been working with um, is I'm on the road of well ahead of where I should be. Um, and at the six month mark, when I go back in, I think it's about five weeks, I think um, instead of having another nine month one as well um if at six weeks six months i'm where i have been tracking i won't mm. have to go back that'll be it unreal that's awesome <laughs> all right kel let's uh let's move to you so you're obviously more recent and still very close to having had just come out of your surgery so do you want to talk about what yep. you had done obviously it was elective and yep. um where you're at, at the moment and we'll get into the, oh. the whole post-surgery <laughs> yeah. headspace in a moment so just yeah just explain yep. what you've what you've had done so, first and foremost. Uh, I had a plasty and an abdominoplasty, which is for everyone who's watching or listening, probably easier to say a mummy makeover. Okay. Um, so I've had kids, obviously, since I was 18, um, and I've had all of my kids over nine pound, and I'm quite a small human being. So um, I've always had um, very loose skin on my stomach. And then obviously training with you um, over the last three years, I've lost probably about 20 kilos, gained some muscle, completely changed my composition. Mm. Um, and so I have, um, and I did get up on stage and compete with with my loose skin around my stomach. But for me, it's, um, and everyone's like, oh my God, you're amazing. You don't care. And it, that's not really the truth. Like, um, I hate it. Like I've always hated my stomach. Um, my husband can't touch it because I just, I don't like the loose skin. Mm. So I chose to go and get it removed basically and show off um, the, all the hard work that I've been doing over the last three years in particular. But um, yeah, and I intend to stand on stage again. So that's, you know, um, for that purpose as well. Um, yep. Wanted to 
get rid of the my problem, I guess, my my personal issue. Yeah. Yeah, understandable. Um, I was talking to obviously Lee about it. So he, so they just basically cut a section of your skin away, yep. turfed it, and then brought down pulled the whole and, lot down. So everything from my belly button downwards yep. was cut out. So that's a good half of my stomach that yep. was removed. Um, and then they pulled the whole lot down and then just removed my belly button and put it back. So you got a new belly button. <laughs> that's so weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then they cut a section um, out of my boobs and like pulled it all together so that they're back where they're supposed to be as well. Okay. Pre- yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um. All right. So what's the <laughs> what's the recovery rate in terms of that? Because that's obviously completely different to what M had. Um, yeah. Yeah. So what are we talking? Uh, obviously, you've had to do nothing for two weeks. So um, absolutely nothing for two weeks yeah. for the first two weeks, um, including not uh, not just nothing, but I had to stay in the same position for that entire two weeks. So yeah, well. um, they call it a jackknife position. So you're kind of um, leaning up on something and then your legs are up as well. So you're kind of oh, at this yeah. bent um, angle. Um, yeah, and that was for two whole weeks um and then the whole recovery is six weeks um and i'm at three at the moment you're at three weeks so you you went back to work this week before you obviously got locked down yeah so i went back to work on monday because um my surgeon is really happy with um how everything went and Mm. how how i'm recovering uh, from my surgery so he was like yep go back at two weeks you'll be fine just make sure that you know you can sit down when you can yep. um leave home when you can um and all of those sorts of bits and pieces so yeah I just made sure that I looked after myself and then yeah we got got locked down so <laughs> had an extra couple of days of recovery so talk about what did the surgeon say to you about your current physique in terms of your existing strength and, and potential for better recovery or things like that do you make any comments along those lines yeah, so he um, basically when I went in to see him for my last consult before the procedure, he basically said to me that I'm his ideal candidate because mm. I lost my weight in um, a good manner, as in like it wasn't, you know, a crash diet and then I've gone to see him to remove it all quickly before I put it all back on. Yep. Um, I've kept it off for a period of time. I'm obviously healthy and fit, so he had no concerns whatsoever in relation to um, the procedure itself um, or any of those um, bits and pieces because it was um, like I was less likely to fall under that category of being, you know, in trouble um, under under the knife basically because I am fit and healthy. Mm. Um, so it was a reduced you know, um, risk factor for him. Yep. Um, and then post-surgery when he came in to see me after the operation, he said to me that I have extremely good quality um, tissue, um, like body tissue, and so yep. my scarring and my healing should be quite minimal due to the fact that I've been obviously been eating healthy for quite some time now for my tissue to be that kind of good health, like, yeah. Awesome. Oh, that's good feedback. Yeah. All right. So I guess the advice is to be healthy before you go into any sort of major surgery. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. All right. So let's let's talk about the harder stuff. So, um, Em, let's go back to you. Post surgery, 
no activity. I explain first how much training you were doing before that, and then post surgery what you couldn't do. And let's go into if you're comfortable do so the mindset and how that element of your lifestyle was taken. Well, not taken away, but obviously you couldn't do it. Um, and how much or how much impact that had on you. Um, so I was obviously training six times um, a week strength training yep. um, and going <coughs> post-op of obviously not being able to train for three weeks. I think the first week was the hardest. Like it always is coming out of an op. But for me, the whole, like the pain meds weren't working. I wasn't sleeping. I was mm. taking sleep tablets. They weren't doing anything. Um, I remember coming out the second day I think and I just cried for like an hour because I couldn't even get myself out of bed yep. I wouldn't wish it upon anyone um and it's, like, I think it's all the little things that you don't you don't really think about going into something like that like I couldn't dress myself couldn't shower I couldn't do my own hair I couldn't use a knife and fork like everything that we just do on a daily day basis was mm. just away and I think the biggest thing that I did was just reminding myself that like this is temporary like this isn't going to be something that's going to be forever and I am someone that is lucky and fortunate enough that this is only temporary there's people out there that they have these things that happen to them and they've got then got to live with them for the rest of their life I think that was the biggest thing for me was just reminding myself that yeah you can have your bad days and you can have your silk but you've got to remember that this is just a temporary fix. Like mm. there's people there that are hundred percent in a worse position than what I was. Um, yeah. Okay. It wasn't my choice to go through it. And like, if it wasn't now, it was going to be a year, two years down the track or yep. I was going to be in a worse position. Sure. Um, so, yeah. but apart from that, that was probably the biggest thing that I just kept reminding myself and my friends, like my friends, my family, um, the team that I have behind me, like the amount of love and support that I got through yeah. it all, it, it obviously shows like you build your your life around the people you have in it. And mm. that's the thing is the the people that I have in my life and the people that I choose to have in my life. Yep. Good point. Um, I know that you maintain your check-ins with me on a weekly basis. And I must admit some of the comments you provided were quite well from my perspective quite humorous because like you'd say oh this week I I got dressed or this week I took a shower on my own like and and like you just said like we take that for granted because it's just it is what it is you know but then when you can't do it and then you celebrate the small wins I think that's obviously a good mindset to have stepping forward you know just getting those little things back um so you're now, obviously you've been back by training now for several weeks. How was the first session back and was it hard? Was it challenging? Obviously you mentioned that you couldn't, there was a lot of things you couldn't do. Um, and obviously you can only train legs. So was that getting frustrating as well? Um. <laughs> to state the obvious. <laughs> I think everyone knows how I feel about training legs now. I don't think I'm quite like... I'm done like I'm so funny like and for people that go to me oh like um legs are so hard it's like yeah train it for six months and then come and have a conversation like I have no for anyone and funny you say that like I got asked I think yeah it was yesterday someone turned around and said asked me of how I kept 
well, keep so motivated, still being able, only being able to train legs. And I think for me, it's, it's not like, yeah, okay, we all go to the gym to look good, like to get the outcome of it. But for me, it's a mind thing. Like, mm. like you said, check in with you every week. And that had nothing to do with like what I was doing or what I was, when I went back to the gym, it had nothing to do with checking in because I was going back to the gym. It was just, uh, it's a mind thing. And I think that's the biggest thing over all of this is just your mindset. Like, yeah, you can sit there and you can feel sorry for yourself and you can make up a thousand excuses of, oh yeah, well, I'm in a sling, so I'm not going to go to the gym. Well, actually there's a thousand things that you can do in the gym in a sling. Like going back to the gym in a sling, there's people that turn around and made comments that like I wasn't letting myself recover or I was an idiot for being back so quick and like there was other people that was like oh wow that's so inspirational for mm. me I didn't really care what I looked like to other people or what you thought of me when I was back training for me I wasn't there for anyone else but me so I yep. couldn't really care less for me it was my mental health and everyone talks about oh gym like not being a mental health thing but for so many people in this world gym is a mental health thing and for me it was the only things that kept me going was, mm. yeah, okay, I train anything else, but be grateful that I could train something. Like yep. it's sitting at home feeling sorry for myself. What's that going to achieve? Nothing. No, no, it's not. Absolutely. Well, you could, you, it, it's a choice, isn't it? Yeah. Um, all right, Kel, on to you. So you're still in the thick of it in terms of recovery. Um, you've only just obviously got back to work after basically doing nothing for two weeks. So talk, talk us through those two weeks and, and the challenges you found in regards to obviously one, lack of training, but two, your mindset um, and how you got through it because you are yep. kind of through it now to, to a degree. So yeah. elaborate on that a little bit. Um, yeah, so same as Em. Um, I uh, work as a PT, so I'm lifting weights and doing probably 18,000 steps a day kind of average. Mm. Um, and I also train five to six days a week as well and, and quite intensely. Um, and so I went from that to literally nothing, um, not being able to do anything at all and having to um, lay on my back, um, which isn't my most preferred position either. So um yeah, it was look, the first, uh, as Em said, probably the first two days was um, the hardest because you kind of, well, I was still kind of drugged up and um, I, I had to stay in hospital for a couple of nights and I don't do well not in my own space as well sure. um, because obviously there's nothing nothing there for you as in um, comfort things and um, I've got a lot of things around me that I like to um, hold on to like I've got an affirmation book next to my bed for example and so I didn't have any of um, those things around me so that you know there wasn't that um, way to kind of get out of that really weird headspace and you've got people like you know touching you and poking you and you've got got to have people take you to the toilet and stuff like that so yeah. I guess um like Em was saying when you first go um you know, into any of your consults leading into a, a surgery, um, people say to you, oh, you know, you can't do anything for X amount of time. And you're like, yeah, 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 that's fine. I get that. And then, but then it actually happens and you don't actually realise how much 
you do independently and it, like just simple day-to-day tasks like going to the toilet like I needed someone to take me to the toilet and for me like that was so hard because of my background and where I've come from and what I've been through in my life it was like having to rely on people again mm. and that for me just really messed with my head for the first two weeks because I'm like no I'm an independent person now like I made this life for myself and now it's been taken away yep. um, so that's kind of I guess where that first two weeks sits um, there were days when I had really shit days um, and I just chuck it in the fuck it bucket and move along with life and start the next day new and then, <laughs> that's a there's and a then, t-shirt in that <laughs> yeah you and I, we got to start a t-shirt line absolutely um, and then um you know and then there's days that are, that are better than others and you feel like you're pro- progressing in in like you said like very simple ways like I could do something like go to the toilet by myself and to any normal person that's like, well, that's not a big Mm. achievement. But when you're in that headspace, that's massive for you. So like little things like that, getting dressed, like Em said, um, you know, all of those small things in life that you take for granted are the the things that get you through those days. And um, we are very very blessed to have such a supportive team around us so you're always checking in with me um I have obviously family and friends who are checking with me but I know um Em came and saw me several times throughout my recovery period um Kate came and saw me a few times like there were people around me that those people that I've surrounded myself with over the years were all constantly checking up on me. Mm-hmm. So even if I had a shit day, um, and Emily was great to talk to because obviously she's been through, she knows the feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was one of the best people that I'd reach out to. So if I was having shit, I'd be like, this is how I feel today. And she, you know, from her experience, helped me get through that day. and But also let me know it was okay to feel like crap because, yeah, yeah sometimes you just – have to let that feeling happen I guess of course yeah oh. and obviously Lee I've got Lee he's my nurse he's my resident nurse and um, he's been extremely extremely patient with me and my mood swings over the last three weeks so. he'd, he'd probably argue it'd be longer than that but yeah <laughs> Yeah, well, I had to go through prep, so I'm not sure how those two compare, you know. <laughs> Very patient individual. <laughs> um, so where are you at now? So you're, th- you're at the three-week mark now, is that right? Three-week mark now. Um, I was feeling better um, Monday, Tuesday, kind of good at one space and then kind of deflated because I was back at work, which was fantastic. Um, it gave me a... Um, you know, it gave me a bit of time to um, get back in and it was a very warm welcoming when I got back to the gym. So I had a lot of people, um, clients and people who just are at the gym and see me all the time come up and, you know, hug me and stuff like that. So that was really nice. (laughs) Hi, hello. (laughs) And um, so that was really cool. But at the end of the day, it was almost deflating because it was like, 
you know, I'm such an energetic person. I have a lot of energy. So while I was taking um, the group fitness classes and stuff like that, I'm usually the one hanging from the monkey bars, swinging around, doing stupid things. And like, I I can't do that at the moment. Um, And, and as long as I'm, you know, I always just go back to just do what the doctor says It's temporary. You know, you want this recovery to go well, you've got bigger goals than this. This is just like a minor step in the in the whole big picture. So absolutely just have to keep round, coming back around to that. Keep reminding yourself. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um so going on the 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 window of no activity for both of you, what 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 would be because obviously everyone gets surgery and a lot of people go through this period, you know, where they can't whether there is activity or not, they still will then be surprised at how little they can do you know that people have knee reconstruction it's so prevalent now hip replacements shoulder reconstructions you know where it's happening all the time a lot of plastic surgery and things like that so what's your what's your tips to get through that that period of time post the surgery where you're very limited in what you can do and you're obviously relying on others what do you advise before the um the surgery takes place so that people are in the best position possible to get through it with as little um, detriment to their mindset as, as possible. Em, you want to go? Um, like, like Kel said, like you get told all this stuff before surgery of like what you can and can't do. And you're like, oh yeah, like whatever. Like, yeah. Okay. But I don't really think you know the impact of it until like you go to do something and you just can't do it. Like yeah. you can't get up, you can't go to the toilet. Like, and it's just like, for me, like not being able to drive for seven weeks, like every part of my independence just gone from mm. the fact of not being able to do anything. But I think you can have all the preparation in the world for a surgery, but I think until like you're in that point that you you don't really realise the impact that it's actually going to make until you're laying in your own bed and you're literally ringing someone to ask them to come help you get up so you can go to the toilet. So how important Um, is that to have support around you? Oh, 100%. Like without my mum and my dad through like my shoulder up, um, I honestly don't think on the other side I would have been able to come out of it. Like my friends, like everyone came and visited me within the first two days, which was great. But I remember my mum coming in and like I was literally there just sobbing for the fact of I couldn't get myself out of bed and I was just like why is this so hard like this is shit like and then but I got told it I got told it numerous times beforehand Mm. but it doesn't really sink in but I think the biggest thing is just let yourself have bad days like you anyone that says that through this and like they were 110% positive and nothing affected them that's a crock of shit to be honest but like just let yourself have bad days like your bad days come but on the other end don't go the other spectrum and go oh yeah poor me I'm gonna not do anything and this is my excuse like you like you've got two ways to look at it you can either yeah you can be have your down days and you can have your bad days but don't turn like every day into a bad day and sit there feeling sorry for yourself. Like absolutely, you've nothing. Kelly, similar opinion. Yeah, definitely. So, um, like 
Em said, have those, like, let yourself have those bad days. But um, so I gave my, personally gave myself a time limit. So I would say to Lee, I'm like, today I'm not doing anything. I'm going to sulk on the couch today. And that's that. Like, that's my day today because I feel like shit and I want to have that moment. And then tomorrow, get me up so I can go for a walk or whatever yep. it might be. Um, so I think that setting yourself, um, like Em said, you don't want it to roll on, right? So set yourself those time frames and 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 give yourself that time, but make sure you're only giving yourself that time. You know, set that limit for yourself up front and say it out loud because I think that the things that you say to yourself are so important, um, and that's you know kind of a way to get around you know letting that roll on and into another day and another day and you know, letting that kind of cascade down. And um, probably the only other thing is, is that when, so when I knew I was going, the date that I was going in for my op, um, I signed up to do some training. Um, I asked you for some, you know, if I, need, if I could do anything to help you out, like, do you know what I mean? So I kind of set myself up to do sedentary jobs um, so that I could keep my mind busy still. Yep. Um, I downloaded like the peak training app, um, which is like just a mind game app, things like that. So things that would still keep me feeling like I was doing something or mm. contributing in some way to my either my education or um, myself, um, you know, training wise. Because it's it's like mental training, just just about as important as you Absolutely. know our physical training is our mental training. So keeping that my mind busy, I guess, was was the way that I kind of set myself up for that. Yep. Would um so would you agree that um allowing yourself to be um upset or sad through that period is okay? Like get letting it out and just you know letting the emotions do their thing. It's not, you don't have to suck it up and be as tough as you want to be on the surface. No. It's better to just not bottle it up and get it out. Yeah, I think so. I think it's good to, you know, have a cry every now and then. Suppressing feelings never worked well for me in the past. And, mm. you know, the more, I guess, open I am to letting, like, those emotions out, but, again, giving myself that, you know, time period of it yep. um, has definitely helped me, um, probably helped Lee as well because it means that he's got a, you know, when he tells me tomorrow, you know, no, no, you're not allowed to be sad today, then I can't really have a go at him because I've said to him, this today's my day to be sad. Tomorrow yeah, okay. I have to pick myself back up. So I can't then turn around to him and be like, stop telling me to be positive. Or, you know, sometimes you, when you, you know, you're in that negative mindset, you don't want people to tell you that and you don't want to hear that from other people. Sometimes you just need to, to vent it. So, yep. yeah. And you're the same opinion? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like, don't try and, like, be a hero and, like I said before, try and be positive all the time. Like, it, it doesn't work, like, especially not with this state that you're in, like, not only physically but mentally too. But like Kel said, like, let yourself have the bad days. Like, yeah. one bad day is okay. <clears throat> There's a difference between sitting there sulking and feeling sorry for yourself and saying, why me, to actually just letting yourself deal with the emotions of having a shit day and then getting up the next day and moving on from it. Do you feel this experience with both of you once fully recovered will be a major positive on your life moving forward? 
oh, 100%. I'm going to come back 100 times harder and yeah. this recovery is going to be one to watch. Like, for me, it's not a setback. It's the comeback that's coming. And I, like, I am so ready for it. Yeah, nice. I like that. Girl? Yeah, same. I, um, it's hard sometimes, I guess, for me because I'm kind of still in the middle of it yep. to kind of remind myself that. But luckily I do have you know, am in my ear every other day as well. So someone who's been through it, so, you know, respected opinion, I guess, because she's kind of been there, done that. And um, 100% is I just, I honestly just want to get back to training. I actually don't even care what I'm doing. If I have to do resistance bands, I'd be stoked to walk in to your gym and do resistant training, like resistant band training. And we all know how like crazy that is for me to even mention resistance bands. You can train your calves. But unlike <laughs> 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 uh, some people, both of us have quite nice calves. Yeah, so... maybe you should grow yours. <laughs> <laughs> you left yourself open for that. Oh one no, I did. Oh no, I did intentionally. Yeah. So we. But, so yeah. We we use so when you if, in future we, if you have a bad day or if you're going through a bad experience or whatever we do you think you reflect back on this window on this period of time? Hundred percent. It's yep. uh, I think it's I actually I actually refer everything back to my first prep to be honest. Like yep. that's one of the hardest things I've ever done, and then to be pulled because of COVID, like it was such a hard thing, but it also taught me. So so much about myself like I learned so much in that first prep that almost everything I do in my life refers back to you know the journey I've had with you or my prep or and this is just another another kind of um, way of looking at it as well so it's all the same kind of thing realistically Mm. you go through a struggle it doesn't matter what it is the way that you deal with it is generally going to be the same, I think, anyway. So I just apply that to everything now, everything that I do. Yep. It, it's Yeah. Because it and is a, a big mental thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, to reflect back, like I was thinking about this when I was driving home this morning from doing a home workout with um, Jamie. And I was thinking about this question and I was just like, I remember sending a photo, I think it was to Kel, I think it was three or four days post-op and I couldn't even lean forward to get my arm to hang. And I was just like to look back like net from where I was like what, 15 weeks ago to where I am now to be able to get full movement like range up and down out of my shoulder. But four weeks post-op um four days post-op I couldn't even like move bend my arm or lean forward and let my arm hang it just wouldn't move and the progress that I guess I've made is just I think the biggest thing is just taking photos I've said it from the start not only with fitness journeys but anything like I've taken photos through this whole shoulder surgery of just how much I couldn't do to how much I can do now to yeah, it's like for some people it won't look that impressive, but and some people would look at it and go, "How can you not like bend your body forward and let your arm just hang? Like how yeah. hard is that?" And I thought the same thing when I remember the day when the physio came into the hospital room and she goes, "Oh, I just want you to stand up and lean forward." And I looked at her like, 
what? You want me to lean forward? How hard is that going to be? And I went to lean forward. I'm like, why won't my arm move? And she's like, well, that's where you need to get to. And I'm like, but I'm leaning forward. Like, why is my arm not going? And I just remember, like, the poor physio, like, she copped it something chronic. I was probably <laughs> high, as a kite, high as a kite as well, which probably didn't help. But I just couldn't wrap my head around how, like, why I couldn't move. And it, I just don't think I was ready for that at that point. Mm. But And I just go back to that. Like, even now, like, I have my bad days. Like, I have my days that I struggle. Like, I still can't train and what I'm nearly four but yeah, four months down the track and I still can't train up the body, but I just keep bringing myself back to, well, hang on a minute. Like four months ago, you couldn't even lean forward. Yeah. Like where you are now to look where you were. So going, obviously there's been a common theme discussed here in regards to strength training. How important do you feel it has been? And, and, and for anyone really um, before you, went into surgery but also post recovery like do you feel given you were both incredibly um strong in terms of doing a lot of resistance training for well effectively years prior to this do you feel that's aided your recovery a lot or you know and then how important is that overall yeah definitely like the strength training obviously behind it of all of how I guess strong I was and um, mm. I remember when the surgeon turned around and said to me oh you can go back to cardio when you are like four weeks post-op and I looked at him like he was from another planet <laughs> and I was like, we don't do cardio and I remember him sitting there going what you don't do cardio and it's like yeah nah I'm not built for cardio like I'm not getting <laughs> on a treadmill I'm not getting on a bike like I train weights and I think that was, and even he said it, like he couldn't wrap his head around that I don't do any cardio training whatsoever. Right. Um, and he said to me numerous times when I've caught up with him that the strength training that I did is the reason why I've progressed so quickly and why Unreal. I am back of where it should be. So how important it is not only for like my mind, but obviously the physical side of it is obviously working hence why i have progressed of where i should should be compared to a lot of other people absolutely kel same opinion yeah so um like a really good example is when um the first night uh, the first day after my surgery when um i had to go to the toilet you know they took the catheter out i had to go to the toilet the nurses you know prop me up and they sit me on the side of the bed and they're like, no, just take your time. You know, it might take you five or 10 minutes before you stop being dizzy. I'm like, no, I'm good. And they're like, oh, are you sure? And I said, yeah, yeah. And they're like, okay, so you just need to plant your feet on the floor. You actually need to push up through your feet to stand up. And I'm like, well, how else would I stand up? Because (laughs) like I do so, like we, you know, we squat, we dead. So that's all I do now. Like if I stand up out of a chair, I stand up you driving through my feet. That is yep. how I stand up out of a chair because that's how your body is supposed to work, right? Yep. And they were just shocked that I stood up using my legs. And I'm like, how else do other people stand up out of a bed? And they're <laughs> like, you, the amount of people that they swing their body up or they try and push up with their, their arms, like yeah. push up with their arms, they were just absolutely like flabbergasted that I stood up. 
and then I got told to slow down with my walking and I'm like mate I can't walk any slower than I'm like I'm literally <laughs> shuffling my feet and they're having a go at me for what I'm like I can't possibly walk any slower than I'm walking <laughs> Um, so they were just like, you know, they, they basically said that I was going to be trouble and I'd be back in, you know, getting things drained out because, you know, I'd be too up and up and going, yeah. but I said, no, no, you know, we want this to, want this to work. Absolutely. They're like, well, you're going to recover quickly because you know how to stand up for yourself for starters. So, you know, you know, I'm not putting that strain on my abdominals. Like some people would, you know, swinging up out of a, out of the yep. bed or out of a chair, I'm standing up using my body the way it's supposed to be used. So I think that, you know, that, that all that training that I've done, regardless of the fact, again, for aesthetic purposes, it's benefited my life, like, properly mm. because I'm using my body the way it's supposed to be used and it's that's benefiting me now in, in my recovery and my surgery. And, um yeah, eating properly, obviously, as well as helping that, you know, cell regeneration and all of those sorts of things. So um, I had reduced bruising when I went in for my two-week checkup. Yep. Um, they said that I've had the least bruising they've had me one seen and my scars had already started, you know, closing up and, like, things like that. So obviously my cell regeneration through my diet as well. So all of that work that I've done for myself over the last three years initial intent to lose weight but it's also just benefited me just in general life like it's just obviously oh, helped me long term yeah that's awesome that's great feedback too isn't it so it's, it's obviously you know take away the the stigma of females lifting weights get massive and the fact that you can yeah, huge yeah I, well clearly oh, um just big, athletes, big carbs just athletes <laughs> <just athletes. laughs> But you can obviously see that it's 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 got tremendous health benefits, you know, whether you go into surgery or not. Um, obviously, your re- recovery is, uh, you know, and, and just your overall health is is tremendously benefited from it. So I think that's an important take-home message. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's uh, let's get to wrapping this up, I suppose. Um, so where so Kel, how long before you can start lifting again? What's the prognosis there? <laughs> breath two weeks and six days today right. okay not that i'm counting yep two weeks and six days um right. i think the hardest thing for me is going to be and you will know this because you're my coach i struggle to deload um as it is so heading back in and having to uh lift the baby weights as um <laughs> em and i like to call them <laughs> um is gonna it it is gonna be hard um mentally um but at this point in time i think that my gratitude for being able to train will override the the, um that factor um because at the moment i would just i'll give anything to just be able to go to the gym and work out um again like em said several times it's such a mental game for us now it's such a mental thing um and that's like part of the importance of our training I think and that so yeah I would just be more grateful to be at the gym now and not care what weight that I'm pushing but it will it will be a struggle at some stage yeah 
That's all right. It'd be, it'd be a circuit breaker. But yeah, I, I've already got a plan in place. So don't worry. You'll be right. You'll yeah, be, I'm uh, sure you do. <laughs> you'll be right. Um, now what about for you, Em? Obviously you've been training legs now for several weeks. What's the go with the upper body? When several, can you start? Several Mate. weeks. Hey? Are, you, are you on crack? It's been six months. <laughs> six months. Man, I tell six you what, months. if you don't have some decent legs under there, there's, there's going to be a problem. I'm going to need a new coach if I don't have some decent legs <laughs> under here. <laughs> I'm getting sacked live on morning. Zoom. That's no good. <laughs> uh, um, so, yeah, I've probably got another three weeks and five days, hopefully, yeah. um, before I can start. Tra- Not that I'm counting or anything. No. Um, and like I've said to you, I am only training legs once a week after this is done. Because <laughs> <laughs> I am done <laughs> training legs. Oh, classic. Cool. Um, all right. Well, let's just briefly talk personally about your, your goals post this, because obviously you you would have had a lot of downtime, a lot of thinking time. Um, do you want to just openly discuss any personal or um, um, other goals that you might have uh, for the remainder of this year and then into next year, just to show people that you're playing ahead, thinking ahead, forward thinking, all that sort of stuff. Um, Em, do you want to go first? Sure. Um, so for me, I think this year is all about just getting upper body going. Um, mm. Obviously, I've come this far. I'm not going to do anything stupid now. So for me, it's just for at least the next four months is just trying to get some decent weight moving upper body, obviously, in a um, in a timely manner. I'm not in any rush. I haven't come this far to have be thrown back to square one for Definitely. trying to my body to something stupid um but then next year season b like me and cal are coming like um i am so ready for this oh yeah unreal what about you cal yeah so um same thing um basically as soon as i can get back i'll be i'll be back and um back into my sessions back into my training um yeah you set a massive standard right before I went in for my op and made me do a 200 kilo glute bridge so I've got a got a long way to build back up to to kind of hit that again but um same kind of thing as them you know we don't want to rush back into it kind of um you know wreck anything any progress that we've made to date Mm. um so it'll be you know um see how my body feels I'm pretty in tune with my body these days so see how that feels make sure I'm not pushing it too hard, grab that ego, chuck it out the window um, and just work my way up to, to getting strong again. Yep. Um, and obviously I've got a, got a few big business plans going on in the background as well this year, so I'm pretty freaking excited about those. So that's going to be really cool. So that's the focus leading up to this year, end of this year. And then uh, next year, yeah, we shred. <laughs> Hashtag. Nice. <laughs> awesome. Oh, that's it, ladies. Thank you very much for giving up your time this Friday. Um, obviously, we're all in lockdown, so it kind of worked out well anyway. Um, what else would I be doing? Yeah, exactly. So yeah. by uh, from the news we heard this morning, it's getting lifted at 6 p.m. tonight. So, you know, things hopefully will be coming back to normal as of tomorrow. So, you know, gym, work, all those things. I'm doing so, a yeah. 4 a.m. session tomorrow if you can. What's that? I'm doing a 4 a.m. session tomorrow if you can. <laughs> I'm still waiting for you to come in for PT. Yeah, nah. 
We no, go I haven't to the Have you noticed that I don't have a car raise machine back. in my gym? Yeah, no, we um we work from a distance. That's the way we work. <laughs> okay. This is the way this works. From a remote distance. Tra- remote coaching. <laughs> yeah. She's coming in with me when I'm back. There you go. She promised yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> um I did not promise because if I promise something, I commit to it. And that I'm just not committing to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, awesome. Well, thank you very much, ladies. I really appreciate your time this morning, your insight, and obviously your transparency and, and openness about that. Hopefully people can take something from it um, if they're about to head into a surgery or if they're sitting at home listening and are post-surgery. Because um, as I said, it's certainly, it happens heaps now, you know, but the amount of uh, science supporting the medical industry, there's plenty of uh, surgeries taking place. So the sooner and better and healthier you are, the better the recovery, I guess, is probably the, the tagline to finish on. So thank you once again. Um, and, yeah, have a good day. See ya. See ya. All right. Thank you once again to the ladies who uh, gave up their time this Friday to provide their insight and transparency and honesty about their recent surgeries. Really appreciate it. Um, Now, if you've enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe. We are on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, um, TuneIn Radio, SoundCloud, and plenty of other podcast platforms. Um, If you're interested in any of my coaching services, please jump on paulsbodyenduring.com. And as I say to every client, every single day, have a great day.